You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. you out in time to see the banner and everything else. Uh, I know I always say that, but uh, uh, we're going to have a great time. Uh, We're going to have enough time for those that are working in our classrooms from the middle and the older class to come and see the new banner as well. So I already uh, directed the ushers to do that. Uh, But we're going to have a a good time. We're doing something a little different from the years prior. And so um, I'm I'm, I'm doing the banner at the end of the month and towards the middle of the month or in the beginning of the year. I feel uh, I just felt it was just better this way, and and ending the fast at the end of the month, Amen. Doing something different, Amen, and revealing it in a different way. So uh, it'll be it'll be broadcast, and we're going to celebrate, and we're going to have a great time today. As you guys know, today is Vision Sunday, and and I, I have Vision Sunday every every year since we've been here, uh, going on 17 years now, and going to our 18th year, Amen. That I believe that uh, banners and themes are important. And somebody say amen. I believe that if we have something to shoot for, and this is something how I was taught and raised from, from the church I came from, from the mama church that I came from, and I kind of just uh, brought it along with myself, that it's very important as a pastor to, to, to see where, what, what he wants from our church and where the direction of the people that he brings here and help us for a theme. And I, I believe that if we focus on something that we can focus on or something that we can look at to remind us, I believe that God will do something in us and through us. And so, as I said, tomorrow starts our three-day fast. So, uh, fast. And so, it's to bring us into focus. Uh, the theme is to bring us into focus. So, I wanted to do the theme or the banner reveal and then right away go into our, our, our three-day fast. And we've never done that before. We have had the theme and we did a fast some other time. But I, I want to I focus these three days on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the banner uh, and what it means to you. And I believe it's going to speak to all of us when I reveal the banner for the new year of 2019. Uh, because when we focus, how many know that it brings growth? How many want to grow in this place? Come on. I, I'm not talking older. How many know that's going to happen regardless? Amen. But I'm talking about grow up in the Lord. And this only happens when we focus. And so I want you to tell yourself, Focus. You ever told somebody, focus, <laughs> you know, because we get, how many, how many get distracted real, real simply? Come on, how many can lose their focus real quickly, amen? I mean, you can be like this and all of a sudden you're like. <laughs> and sometimes we can walk through life like this. If you really stare at that, it kind of starts to hurt your eyes, huh? <laughs> but sometimes that's how we walk in life. I mean, we're, we're, we're walking and we really don't have clear, clear vision. And uh, I'm getting older now, and I hate to admit that. You know, I, I, I'm already, uh, I'm 54. 
Oh, someone just said, you look 40. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> Thank you, whoever said that, amen. <laughs> My hair's going bad, huh? <laughs> but, but I'm 54 now, and, and, and you know, I, I got I to I gotta come to an understanding. I, I can't do what I used to do. I can't, I, there's certain things that, you know what, my body just doesn't permit it. I can, I can exercise, I can do whatever I need to do to keep fit. But there are some things that, you know, the muscle is going to be the muscle now. And, and the thinking sometimes is going to be the thinking. <laughs> but one of the things that, that, I, that I don't want to wear is glasses. And I don't know why. And, and, and that's just me. Because I don't like carrying them. Because I don't need glasses to see far. I can drive well, but it's just the reading. So I hate to just bring it out for reading and or have it hanging. If, you, if you're a person to have it hanging, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not dogging you or nothing like that, amen. But I, it's, just, it's, just, I, it's just me. I, just, I don't like glasses. I don't like glasses. I, so I'm very simple. And so glasses make it unsimple for me. I know that I got to start doing it. But at home, I, I, I bring my glasses out. At home, I read and so forth. At work. Man, I thank God for, for iPhones. I take a picture and blow it up. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how I look at it. Because, <laughs> you know, i got to write down SKUs to, when I write sales and stuff like that. And so they're hard. And so they, they, they trip out on me. I say, this is the one you want? I bring out my phone and go, click, come on. <laughs> and I just blow it up. Amen. And then I, I get the number. But and so I thank God for iPhones right now. But there's, there are times when I'm reading stuff. That that's what I see. And I put my glasses and it brings it into focus. Are you following me, church? And so I, I want to minister a message I entitled Focus. Focus. Now, focus means this a center of activity, attraction, or attention, a state or condition permitting clear perception or understanding. We need to focus. In 2019. Now, this is not the banner, so don't think that this is the banner. But this is just the, this is what I'm, I'm ministering, that we need to focus uh, on 2019. We need to focus on the banner that will hang on that wall that will be there next Sunday. But we need to focus. Amen. In order to focus, we need to know what vision is. What is vision? Amen. Now, vision is this. It's the ability to see, sight or eyesight, something you imagine, a picture that you see in your mind, something that you dream or see, especially as part of a religious or supernatural experience. That is what vision is. Amen. So we need vision. Now let's look at the Bible and what it talks about vision and what it says about vision. Now Proverbs 29.18 says this, and this is out of the King James Version. Where there is no vision, people perish. Amen. The NIV says it like this. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. The New Living Translation puts it like this. When people do not have divine guidance, they run wild. The Message Bible puts it like this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. The Amplified puts it like this. Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people will perish. 
Church, if we don't got God's word inside of us, if we have no revelation of his word, we will run wild, we will stumble over ourselves, and eventually we will die. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. This, this is why we need revelation. This is why we need vision. Amen. So we have to focus. And when we focus, it comes with vision. See, when, when you can put the, the glasses on, when, when something looks unfocused and we put vision on, then we can actually start to see and we can start to focus. Because in reality, who wants to die here? Really nobody. I mean, I know that, you know, if I die, I'm going to heaven, amen. But in reality, nobody wants to die right now, right? I mean, I, maybe there are times that say, man, just take me now, Jesus. I know that we all have those moments in our lives. But in reality, I want to be here for my grandkids. I, I want to be here for our church. I, I want to be here uh, to see things, see God move in this last day. I want to be here as long as God permits me to live here. Or be here. And so in reality, we, we, yeah, we're going to be, you know, once we die, we're in the presence of God. And we go home and we go to a place of everything that we read about in the Bible where there's a place of no pain, no, 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 no trials, no storms, no battles. No, 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 there's nothing like that. But at the same time, we still want to live a little bit more. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And so we need vision. A quote from Albert Einstein said this. Imagination is more than knowledge. Imagination is more than knowledge. Amen. We need vision for our personal lives. We need vision for 2019 as a church and as a fellowship. Vision for our mission statement, which is win, build, serve, and send. Amen. We need vision for discipleship. Come on, somebody say amen. We need discipleship in 2019. We need to be here for one another and disciple each other just like Christ made. We're not here to make followers. We're here to make disciples. Can, can somebody say amen? Because when we have vision, church, when we have God's word inside of us, then we have the redemptive revelation of God. In other words, we can relate to God's word. When we start to read it, we start to relate to it. Proverbs 29.18 goes on to say that whoever obeys the law is joyful. Whoever keeps the law is happy. Another translation said he is blessed. The Amplify says he is most blessed. So when we have vision, church, you are joyful, you are happy, and you're most blessed. Come on, somebody. How many want joy in your life? Come on, how many can need some joy in your life? Amen. Come on, I, I don't know about you, but I want to be joyful. I want to be happy in my walk with God. I want to be blessed, and I know that I am blessed. Amen, because I know who blesses me, and I know that he will bless me for sure in my life. You know, we, we understand that God wants to bless you. He does not want to curse you. Come on, he wants to bless you. So we got to understand we need to focus. Turn to your neighbor and say, focus. Tell your other neighbor, listen up. <laughs> listen up, eh? <laughs> we got to listen, church. How many know that you can, you can be looking at somebody and talking to them, and they can be somewhere else? 
Wives know that, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> With husbands, amen, you know what, I'm going to talk to you and we're just right there. What would you say? <laughs> Got to focus sometimes. And sometimes, you know, our wives are telling us, our spouses are telling each other, focus. We need to focus, amen, because when you focus, you're going to be joyful, you're going to be happy, and you're going to be most blessed. But so how do we establish vision? How do we establish this focus in our life, Amen. Now, of course, we, we need more of God's word inside of us, right? His word helps us to focus. We do it by reading, seeking, praying, fasting. Let me say that again. Fasting. Tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday, amen. Fasting. Come on, we, we need to understand. And there, the list can go on and on on how we can get vision inside because of God's word, amen. But in order to keep it established in us, understand that vision, listen, has to be spoken, has to be declared, and it has to be announced. You have to speak it. You have to declare it, and you have to announce it. In other words, amen, vision has to be spoken over and over. It has to be repeated throughout our lives, amen, in order for vision to become vision. You have to declare some things over your life. In these next three days of fasting, you're going to have to declare, amen. You're going to have to announce. You're going to have to proclaim something in your life in order for that to come to pass. It has to be spoken, church. And not, not just for these three days. Don't, don't, don't give God, I'm going to give you three days, God. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to fast. And you better move by, by Thursday. Come on, we got to continue it, continually. we got to be faithful. Continu it's, it's the continuous flow that gets us through, church. Come on, we can't just serve God when things are going well. How many know that's the easy part? Come on, it's, so, it's going through the trials and pains. It's going, whatever it is, got to be consistent with God. And so you have to declare this throughout this new year and for the rest of our lives until Jesus comes. So it has to be spoken over and over. It has to be repeated in order for vision to become vision. You've got to focus. You will not become an overcomer until you speak it, until you announce it, declare it, amen, over and over that I am an overcomer through the blood of the Lamb. Come on, you cannot be more than a conqueror, church, until you speak it and declare it, announce it over and over, I am an overcomer through the blood of Jesus. So you have to declare that over and over because the enemy will come to disqualify you. The enemy will come and say, you're not an overcomer. You're not going to make it. You're a nothing. No, I am an overcomer. I am, and I can declare that I have victory in my life through Jesus Christ. Amen. I can overcome all things, do all things through Christ. you got to speak it over yourself because if not, you'll listen to the voice of the enemy. Or sometimes you'll listen to yourself, which can be your worst enemy too. You have to focus for the vision. Amen. Be up front. Be, I'm right. Yeah, yeah. I'm selfish. Remember I, 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 probably a few sermons ago or during a, a Wednesday plug-in service, I told you, you know what? Ask God to tell you what's wrong with you. I think during this fast, you've got to ask God, what's wrong with me? See, I don't think we do that. 
because he, we're afraid of him exposing what's wrong in us. I, I tell God, man, I put myself on that slate every day. I say, God, I'm at the altar. I, I'm just like a, you know, when, when Jacob took his son, that's how I put myself, God, what's wrong with me? I, I want to know what's wrong with me. That's what made David so strong. You know, he was a man after God's own heart because he said, search my heart, oh God, and see if there's anything wrong or defective in me that, that causes people to stumble or, or or gets in your way and put me on the path of everlasting. And sometimes when I ask God that, he shows me things. He shows me things. And I say, Oy! like my wife just said, amen. There's times I said, man, I, I, ain't, I ain't the husband that I say I am. Or I'm not this that I say I am. Or I'm not maybe even the pastor that I say I am. And God, Father, you know, thank God for your grace <laughs> that covers my mistakes at times. But I, I start to learn from those things. And so it's to make you better. Not to put, embarrass you, not to put you on the spot, but to make you better. And so when you be like that to God, he's going to tell you, but he does it to make you better. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. So you got to focus for the vision, but you got to do this with passion. Passion. you got to be passionate. That You know what? I'm going to stay focused. you got to be passionate in this new year of 2019 that I'm not going to relive 2018 or any other year from the past. Amen. I don't know. <laughs> Focus. I'm focused right here. No, that's still on number one. <laughs> but you got to be passionate to stay focused. <laughs> passionate, amen. Because when you become passionate, then you start to see. Isaiah 43, 19 says this, for I'm about to do something new and see that I've already begun. Do you not see it? Here you got to understand, Isaiah was telling the children of Israel. In other words, what are you saying? Do you have vision? Do you have vision of what God is about to do? Uh, can't you see what God is doing in your life? He's already begun it. Do you not see it? Another translation, do you not perceive it? See, you're not going to perceive or see any unless you have what? Vision. But it has to be focused. See, speaking vision one time is not enough, church. You have to speak it over and over. You really have to focus for vision in order for it to come. That's why we have a banner on the wall. It's not to make it look cool and say, check out our banner or check out the new design or check out the new, you know, our new thing or what our shirt, our new shirt's going to say on it or whatever it is. It's not to, it's to give you vision. It's to bring an understanding that when you walk in, if you had a hard time or you're going through some rough times, that when you walk into the sanctuary, it's on the wall there. That's why the Bible says write it on the wall so they can see that when they read it, they'll run with it. That we can run with it. It's, you know what? Man, i got to listen to the voice. Man, i got to listen to the voice. I'm listening to the wrong voices. Or whatever the banner may be. It's to get us to be focused and say, God, that's, that's what you're speaking into my life. That's what you're speaking into our church today. It's not enough to be spoken once, but to remind us what we need to focus on. Vision also has to be refreshed. It's still on number one, baby. <laughs> it has to be refreshed. As we go through 2019 and through our walk with the Lord, vision needs to be refreshed. Why? Because things happen. Come on, circumstances rise up. We get hit with problems, trials that come our way. How many know that life can sometimes come out of nowhere and just slap you? You ever been slapped with life? 
Man, you thought everything was cool, amen. Whoa, man, everything's going good. And pow, you just get up. Man, out of nowhere, like, what was that for? Man, it was like, man, everything was good, and now this. Now I'm, I got a flat tire. Now I got to buy new tires. I go, oh, man, what's going on with that? Life is falling apart. And I got no money. Pow, you just got slapped. You just got slapped. Come on, you go to the doctors, amen. You thought you were in shape, amen. It says, no, you got high cholesterol, buddy. Pow, you just got slapped. Man, you thought you were in good shape, amen. You got on that scale, you're 10 pounds heavier than last time. Oh, my Lord. You can turn around and say, yeah, it's muscle now. Come on, church. Sometimes life can just slap you in the face. And it doesn't feel good. And so we, we know that vision has to be refreshed. Because sometimes that slap can slap vision right out of you. Your marriage is not going to make it. Why are you going to church? You haven't changed. It can slap vision right out of you. You started well in 2019 and one slap, now you say forget it. You know, it's not worth it. He's not changing. She's not changing. My circumstances are not changing. No, no, you're giving up on God and his promises. That's why it says you, you kind of expected that you do this three-day fast and then Thursday everything's going to be all that you prayed for. God moves on consistency. And sometimes our prayers are not answered because you're inconsistent with him. Come on. He blesses those that seek him, that trust him. The Bible says wholeheartedly. He looks. The Bible says that he goes to and fro looking for those that fully trust him. And when he finds you, boom, he blesses you. And sometimes there's, a, there's those prayers, and we started off well. It's like 2019, and all of a sudden you get God's attention, boom, someone's praying for me, praying to me. And all of a sudden you stop, and I'll say, well, I was about to bless them. But they stopped. Church, sometimes it's our own fault for the blessings that don't come our way. He's still a good God, and his promises are true, church. And there's some times that he's just working inside of us and doing some things that we don't see. You know, we, we just stay faithful. Come on, Job. You, you think you have a hard time? Read the story of Job. It'll give you a different perspective. <laughs> Amen. Come on. This guy lost everything, including his family. And he still would not denounce him. Naked I came, naked I go. May the, may, may the Lord, uh, may his name be praised forever, the name of the Lord. That's what we got to have. And so when he does that, he blesses. What, he was blessed, what, ten times that he had before? Ten more wives. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> One is enough. That's right. Amen. One is enough. Amen. Make her ten times better. Hallelujah. <laughs> Things happen. So as we go through trials and battles and storms, and some of you guys can say, oh, my. Vision at times can start to grow dim. There have been times in my walk, as a, times as a pastor, that, that things hit my life. Amen. Uh, the church has been hit where vision grew dim. For me and for our church, I, I want to be real with you. I want to be honest with you, man. I, I get slapped too. 
And sometimes, man, I thought we were going one direction, and all of a sudden I get a slap uh, from life and slap from the enemy and slap from different things that, that my vision. You ever got hit so hard that you're blurry? I mean, I hope that it wasn't. <laughs> or, or, or you go get something, you bump your head like, whoa, and you're like, whoa, where are you? <laughs> I mean, that's how hard we can get hit in life where it, just, it blurs us from vision. And things hit our life, church, that they can grow dim at times. Can somebody say amen? I remember one season I, I was in, I just wanted to run, amen. I, you ever felt like running? You ever felt like, you know, I'm out of here. You just get in your car, I'm just driving. I'm just going away. Or like that Southwest airline commercial, I just want to get away. You ever felt like that? I just want to get away. I, can I just have time for myself? Can I just watch TV with no one bothering me? Amen. Can I just eat my French fries with no one wanting them? <laughs> well. I mean, I felt all alone during times in my season where, where I thought I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But God was there to remind me, amen. And he carried me through his staff, his rod. They always comfort me. And the Holy Spirit reminded me, your, your, your vision needs to get refreshed. You need to focus, son. You're losing your focus. You're losing your focus. And so I believe that vision has to be refreshed. See, when you're going through a season, going through the battles or the storms or situations, you can kind of feel that you're sidelined. You ever feel like you're on the sidelines? You're sidelined. If you go in the Bible app, it takes you. <laughs> go in the Bible app, it'll show you. <laughs> but being sidelined, just write every point. It's all one point. <laughs> there's, no, there's no like do one, two, three, and you're okay. Just do them all. Hallelujah. Being sidelined, amen. You feel like you're kind of in a run, amen. You ever felt that like you're out of place? Come on. <laughs> Don't feel part of. <laughs> yeah, you ever got in a line and says, this is the wrong line. So it's over there. Like, you were in that line, there was like 15 people, you got in the wrong line. You're not focusing, you're not paying attention. Come on. Come on, you ever felt that you're not in the game anymore? Hello. Man, I, I've been in this game, this life, this, this game of life. I, I've been in this race, amen. I've been running the race. And sometimes, you know what, I, you, you kind of just feel like out of place, like, man, I, I don't belong. You ever came to church and felt, I don't belong here no more? Come on, that's, that is a lie from the devil. He has come and lied to you because your focus has been, it's, 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 it's like that, that, put up that sign of focus again. This is what's happening, amen. When you walk in like that and you feel like that, you, you're, you're just back to a place where you're like this. You lost your focus. You lost it. You come in here like this. You can't even see what brother or sister you're talking to no more. Hi, pastor. I'm not pastor. Yeah, I'm a sister. I mean, you totally lost focus. And this is what happens, amen, when you come into a place and you ever felt like that, I'm here to let you know the devil's lying to you. He, he hit you. He slapped you. And you get a need to get refocused. Come on. We walk in like this. And some of us, amen, are walking out like that. 
I see you guys. Some of you guys can't even find your car after church. They're in the parking lot. I know it was here, vieja. It was around here. <laughs> I'm just saying, I see you guys. You're like walking one direction. Sophie, here. Oh, okay. You ever been here and you're really not here? Your focus, you lost vision. Your, your vision got to be refreshed. So you come here because it's automatic. You come here because it's programmed. You come here because you don't want to go to hell. You come here because this is the thing that you need to do, but you're sitting here and you're not receiving. So you come here to, to make your thing. I, I made it to church. I'm here. But the preaching years are like this. Over? Well, there was one time everyone was gone and, and someone was back and I said, we're done. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> there was a man in the book of Mark chapter 10. He was going through that same thing. He lost focus. He felt out of place. Come on, he was going through a situation. He was facing a trial and he was sidelined. For a season. In Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 47, it reads like this of the New Living Translation. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. And a blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road or being sidelined. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that Barnabas started to shout. And the crowd, as it goes on, you read the story, tried to silence him. But he shouted even more louder. And as he shouted louder, he finally got the attention of Jesus. And so Jesus stops and he calls Barnabas to, uh, to him. He says, come, bring him over here. And then the crowd that was telling him to be quiet at the time, all of a sudden started to encourage him to go to the Lord. Hey, he's calling you. He's calling you by your name. And so they brought him to Jesus. And Jesus asked him one question. What would you want me to do for you? What would you want me to do for you? Now, I believe that if we can come, these three days, and call out to Jesus, you'll get his attention. And he'll come to you, and he'll say to you personally, and he'll call you by name. He'll say, Miriam, what do you want me to do for you? Jesse, what do you want me to do for you? What will you want me to do? He'll call you by name if you shout out to him. Bartimaeus tells Jesus, I want to see. I want to see. In the original language, if you go back to the old original language, Bartimaeus says, I want my vision back. Meaning at one time he was able to see. He knew at one time where he was going, but he lost his vision 
along the way. He got slapped with a condition that took vision away. Like I said, his original language is, I want my vision back. And I knew where I was going one time. I knew what I was doing one time, but, but now I'm blind. I've seen many people settle for sitting on the sidelines. I've seen many Christians settle for the side of the road, amen, because it got too difficult. Listen, the trial was too much for them. That cost them, listen, their vision. It's too hard, Pastor. It's too difficult, Pastor. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, Pastor, and, and you lost vision. You got sidelined. Church, when you are sidelined, I want you to listen to me. You become defined by your problem instead of your potential. When you get sidelined, you become defined by your problem instead of your potential. See, when you're sidelined, you lose vision. And several things happen when you lose vision, church. First, you're out of the game. You're out of the race. You are, you are not doing what God is telling you to do. All you're doing is sitting down and watching life go by. In other words, you come to church, but you don't participate. You're just here. You're sidelined. You're once doing this for the Lord, doing that for the Lord, but now a problem situation came. Now you're defined by the problem instead of your potential, and now you're sitting on your sidelines while everyone else is going before you. You're sidelined. You're sidelined. See, the problem with sitting on the sidelines is this. You were created to walk with God. Not sit on the sidelines. Not just sit there and let life pass you by. You will never be satisfied, listen, by sitting on the sidelines. You'll end up getting frustrated in life. When you're not participating, doing what God tells you to do, and you're sidelined, and you just come and go, and you don't do nothing for God, you're not involved, you're not participating, you get your, 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 your vision's not focused, you're, you're coming in looking like this and seeing life like that, no, not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing where you're going. Let me tell you, church, you become dissatisfied, and that's why you leave God, because you never get this fixed. See, I had to come to a point in my life when I needed reading glasses. And I was getting headaches because I couldn't read the word. And thank God for iPads, I can blow up the word. <laughs> but, but, but I had to come to a point in my life, you know what? If I want to fix this, I need to do something. And I had to go get a prescription. I had to go get my eyes checked. I had to go through all this stuff and say, you know what? This is what you need. I had to get a right prescription. To get what I need. Not just go to a store and get something that you don't need. You know what I mean? You know, you don't need words that big, you know. <laughs> some people get some glasses and the man, words like this. I can see it now, but that's, that's going to mess you up too. You've got to get the right, you've got to get the right prescription to get the right clarity. When you get the right clarity, you know, they, they got TVs that are, that are so 
off the wall. I mean, I, I started selling TV and appliances 30 years, 30 plus years ago, and technology has changed quite a bit. And man, some of these TVs, man, you can have the baddest eyes, but it still looks good to you. You're like, whoa, this is cool, amen. And, and, and then you can, you can sit at any distance on this LED, LCD TVs, amen. You know, OLEDs, amen. You get mad, you can be right here. It doesn't mess you up. It's like, wow, you're like, look at the pimp on her. <laughs> I mean, it's so live. I remember one time when we got our first HDTV, my wife says, I don't like it. It's too, it looks like it's there. I said, that's what it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be, amen. I don't like it. I like grainy. <laughs> and I said, we can't go backwards, amen. We've got to go forward. So, when you're sidelined, you got to understand that God didn't create that for you. You're supposed to walk with him. Second thing, you become dependent on the voices that surround you. Our, our banner was the voice. See, voices that will surround you to direct you. These are voices from the devil, from the world, or from self. When these voices are leading you, they will confuse you. And give you no sense of direction. Just like the Bible says, if you have no vision, you're going to stumble over yourself. You're going to run wild, amen, because you have no sense of direction. You're just running wherever the wind blows you. If it's feeling good, woo, let's do that. When it's feeling bad, I ain't talking to nobody. You, you kind of go like this, amen, without vision. So you get dependent on the voices and voices that will mislead you, misguide you. And sometimes you start to, to, to talk to yourself. And self will always, let me tell you, self will always agree with you. Come on. I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them either. <laughs> they agree with you. You see, within minutes, the voices that surrounded Bartimaeus, that was telling him to be quiet, he doesn't hear you, he has no time for you. But then there are voices, church, that will encourage you. Voices that say, you know what, he hears you. He's calling you. Hang in there. These voices that will come out that try to get louder over those voices that are trying to encourage you. Amen. Will say, shh, just give up. It's over for you. You blew it again. Come on, you ever got one of those? You blew it again. The devil just comes. You blew it again. You're just a mess up. You can't, you can't do it. But then there's the voices that, that come in, and if you really hear them, because he comes in a, sometimes in a silent voice. He says, I'm here, and I'm your God, and I'll turn it around for you. Sometimes we go on emotional roller coasters at times. You ever notice that in our walk with God? Woo! Uh, woo! Uh. How'd you walk in today? Uh. You, can, you can tell when people's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> people get ugly, amen. Your spirits are ugly. Yeah. Merry Christmas. It's not even Christmas, huh? Some of you guys, Christmas is past. You're like, you're still stuck there. Because you don't know where you're, where you're at. Another time, you're, Wee! What's up? Yeah! Woo! And life comes like that. But I mean, you're going, Wee! Going down too. I think that the going up part is probably the more scary part than the coming down part. <laughs> Come on, God, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? And they go, Woo! 
Woo, yeah. Hang on. I waited and I just, wow. Come on, it's a ride with Jesus. So you can either complain, oh, man, I don't want to go through that again. God, what are you teaching me? Or you can just sit back, yeah. Are you the one going? These faces that you see now are collector items. Got to snap pictures, man. This was my pastor. <laughs> Show them in my funeral. You come to my funeral, don't be sad. Just celebrate, amen. Hallelujah. Third, third, third of point three, third of third, third. <laughs> this is point three. There's three points in this one. Third, like Barnabas, you'll become defined by your problem instead of your potential. He was defined by his problem. They called him blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> he was just, his, his problem was defined. It defined him. Come on, are you defined by your problem today, church? Do they call you, can't get it together, Joe? Loser Larry, depressed Susan, messed up Marvin, Debbie Downer, Debbie Downer. Your name don't have to be Debbie to have, be a Debbie Downer, let me tell you. But are you defined by your problem instead of your potential? Instead of saying, I'm a man of God, I'm a woman of God. And I'm going through some things, but God's working on me. Devil, I ain't that no more. I ain't your puppet no more. I'm a child of God. Get your hands off of me. So you got to declare that over yourself. you got to have vision for yourself that you're not this before. Maybe you were that in the past, but you are a new creation, church. Come on. Now. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. And you become a brand new person. Not only was he defined, listen, by as blind Bartimaeus, but he even took a lower position, church, and became a beggar. That's how much vision, that's how much of a slap he got. Not only did it define him as the problem, but lowered his position as a child of God to become a beggar, to become a nobody, to become a, the scum of the earth. Not only are you messed up, now you're jacked up. You're even lower, church. And he went to a position of a beggar. All the potential he had was not realized, listen, until Jesus came into the picture. Church, we don't realize the potential that we have until Jesus comes into our lives, amen. We didn't realize that we are more than conquerors. We didn't realize that there's hope in Jesus. We didn't realize, amen, that there's forgiveness in Christ. We didn't realize there's joy, love, and the Holy Ghost until Jesus came into the picture, church. 
Jesus came to set the captive free. He came to set the oppressed free and restore sight. Listen, vision, vision to the blind. He came to give you vision because you walked in unfocused. I'm so thankful that we serve a risen God. And that is the good news, church. Our lost vision doesn't have to be permanent. God can restore what discouragement has taken away from you. Jesus asked Barnabas, what do you want? And he says, I want my vision back. You have to ask Jesus during this fast, I want my vision back in 2019. I want to know where I'm going in 2019. God, I want to be all that you want me to be in 2019. God, I want to be more than a conqueror in 2019. God, I don't want nothing to slap me in the face in 2019 to take away my vision. God, tell me, Lord, I, Lord, I want to be more of a prayer warrior in 2019. God, I want to read your word more in 2019. God, I want to be more of a man of God, woman of God in 2019. God, I want to be a better husband, better wife in 2019. God, I want to love all those that I didn't love before in 2019. God, I want to forgive as you've forgiven me in 2019. I'm not going to let nothing shackle me down, but I want to be free because that's what you came to do in 2019, church. I'm telling you, there is strength in his presence. And you'll find healing in his voice. All you need to do is shout it out. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you'll get his attention. He'll say, what do you want, son? What do you want, daughter? I want my vision back. I want my vision back. Vision Church is refreshed and renewed in the presence of God. Vision is refreshed and renewed in the presence of God. I'm going to close today. Bible teachers, I'm closing. Get them ready for the banner, amen, what we'll do in a little while. But I love the way the story ends. If you read Mark chapter 10, you read the story of blind Bartimaeus. This is how it ends. As soon as he says, Jesus, I, I, I want to see again. God, I want my vision back. The Bible says that Jesus healed them instantly. Just like this. How many know that no matter how big your problem is, God can just go like this over you. He can just bring a, a hope to you. He can restore something inside of you. And the Bible says that Bartimaeus got up and threw off his beggar clothes and got off the sidelines and got back on the road and started following Jesus. Church, that's where we belong. We belong on the road, not on the sidelines, but back in the game. Back in the game, church. See, it's in the game that you can do something. You know, it was a great game last year, uh, last week, I mean, the, the AFC Championship. Patriots and the Chiefs. But Pat, Pat Malone, who 
great year. He had a rookie quarterback, amen, sets NFL records, amen, most yards, touchdown. I mean, the kid is good. He's legit. I wish we had him. But he's legit, amen. But he could not do nothing on the sidelines but watch Tom Brady take it away from him. See, when you're on the sidelines, you can't do nothing. You've got to get in the game if you want to do something. Many people don't like Tom Brady, but let me tell you, this guy has drive and passion. The sad thing is, you know what? When God has favor on you, people don't like you either. Come on. Come on. I say hate me. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm blessed and highly favored and well-preserved. <laughs> I just play. I like to make fun of myself. Amen. But let me tell you, people will get mad because of what God's doing in your life. And the thing is, you're not up here to boast. You're out to give him glory. Say, God, I'm just highly favored. I'm just doing what God's telling me to do. And if you do the same thing, he'll bless you too. Because he has promises for anybody that wants it. And they're to anyone that needs them. So we got to understand, we got to be in the game, church, not sidelined. We belong to Jesus and doing what he's doing, full of life and full of joy. Vision is refreshed and renewed in his presence. And by his grace and his mercy, church, we stay on that road. It keeps us focused. And I wish we had something that we just, I can just go like this and just got focused. That would be awesome. Maybe, maybe for you that wear glasses, probably work. <laughs> Let's all stand up. Amen.